Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So, wanted to, to chat today um, about uh, harmony and how we can come into harmony with uh, whatever is happening um, kind of on the outside and on, on the inside. And I feel like I feel a lot, a lot of opposites happening um, for myself uh, and kind of out, outwardly and inwardly, like I mentioned. And so how can we come into terms with, with all of this? Um, I think from the, from the beginning, talking about the, um, kind of from on the onset of, of the virus, there's been a lot of confusion uh, in many different ways, a lot of confusion with how we should, should handle uh, the virus and just in a more like the political climate and and how cautious uh, should we be and and this moves into like our own personal care and whatnot too so this is all these different parameters so on a global level on a country level on a state level and then on a personal level there's been a lot of opposites some people maybe choosing to, to do a lot of distancing, uh, being very cautious, and then maybe not being that cautious. And so when we're looking in and find, trying to find balance and trying to find harmony, there's a lot of different things that, that we're looking at. Um, I did a, a podcast recently with Dr. Vasa, the psychiatrist that um, I do the More Happiness, Less Suffering podcast uh, with. And we did a topic with, which is, what is what is a normal freakout? <laughs> like if we're in freakout mode, like um, what's like normal freakout as opposed to, yeah, we're maybe moving a little bit too far into um, anxiety or depression or kind of being OCD with some of the uh, precautions and whatnot. And so we have to find that that harmony with what is we have to find that that balance with what is i know for me there's a, a lot of shifts and a lot of changes just being um being home and whatnot uh, i think it's like this for everyone and so there's a lot of decisions to be made on that front too like maybe this time uh there's a couple ways to look at it this time might be a time of reflection and maybe it's kind of a wake-up call to be like hey we should um maybe turning more more inward and slowing down and 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 stopping and and contemplating more about what really matters. Uh, the other way to look at it is I might have more time on my hands again depending on your situation. Maybe I should do more, maybe I should read more, maybe I should accomplish more, maybe I should write that book that I always said I was going to write. So there's there's different ways um to look at that. Um you know, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but like when I first went shopping, when this first happened and I saw all the food been, all the food was um, off the shelves and everyone was freaking out, that kind of a thing. And I literally thought to myself, I better, 
I better uh, definitely not go on a diet or something. I might I might need to have a little extra weight on <laughs> for like apocalyptic <laughs> circumstances, you know. Um, so there's this whole exercise thing happening. Like, should we should we exercise more? Should we just do more? You know, eat some comfort food and and, and caregive for ourselves um, in that way. How do we come into balance? How do we come into harmony uh, with all of these things? There's always a lot of division uh, politically. You know, right before I left, I saw that there was a protest in Huntington Beach, you know, really close to home, and people uh, protesting the, the the shutdown, you know, of of, uh, of of you know just keeping us inside, you know. So there's always going to be that kind of um, division. How do we come into balance? How do we hold all of this? And it, all the outside stuff, all the inside stuff. So, you know, I think uh, the first thing that we can do is come into some understanding, just on a very mundane level, and to come into some understanding in that these types of divisions are always going to be there. Like, these outer divisions are always going to be there. Uh, and... And it's just something that we need to to contemplate. You know, I had a situation yesterday where I was out for a walk and I had my mask on and, you know, practicing my social distancing. And I kind of felt the need to just switch sides of the street. I was kind of mid-block and I just felt the need to do so. And when I when I did, right when I did, even though I didn't hear this person behind me, a runner past me he was running he had been running right behind me and he didn't have a mask on and if I didn't move which I just kind of accidentally moved he would have ran right by me and it worked I mean he was on the sidewalk and I was on the sidewalk and I felt some frustration arise because I'm like what are you doing <laughs> why'd you do that you know you're breathing heavy and no mask on and running and all this stuff right and I've had to come into an, under, an understanding, because this is not the first time that that frustration has arisen, that this is just how it is. Some people are respecting the social distance, some people are not. You know, and I put that in the same category as unsafe drivers. You know, people that are just doing silly things on the highway, like I've done silly things too, and I could be frustrated about it, or I can come to just some understanding about it, that this is just how it is. So I had to take a look at it like that's just how it's going to be. It just happened to me at another store, you know, a few days before that. Same thing. So how do I want to, how do I want to come to terms with it? Do I want to come to terms with it with some understanding that this is just going to be how it is? And again, too, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm passive about it. It doesn't mean that um, I cannot say something to somebody if I feel like it's appropriate or whatnot, but also come into an understanding that this is just how it's going to be. We're always going to have that uh, political division, like I mentioned, that this is not going to go away. So, so on an outward level, coming to some kind of understanding of of what's what is on on the outside, and then uh, inwardly speaking, uh, come into our own inner understanding, or I should say, the, the understanding of our inner world that. We are, we are going to relate 
uh, we're sensitive beings and whatever's happening on the outside we're going to have to relate to this on on the inside and we're going to we're going to have reactions to our environment to our global environment to our immediate environment this is going to have some kind of reaction within us so we we are like uh, beings with these these antennas are up right and so being kind to ourselves that when we have this reaction to whatever is happening on the outside and to recognize that whatever your inner state is and whatever is happening for you, just like the meditation we did earlier, that this is normal and this is okay, right? And so being able to be with that um, just as it is, just like that, those outer conditions, same thing with the, with the inner conditions these inner conditions that are arising and to come into an understanding of them. So I am a sensitive being, I am a human being. This is going to be, I'm going to have a reaction to that. So if we look at our environments that we are in in the world, it might be a job environment, might be some kind of uh, your home environment you notice that you're going to have reactions to that no matter where you are, no matter if there's a virus going on or not, we're going to have those reactions. And so this is a time for us, especially emotionally, to be, to be, very, to be very kind, very open, you know, very sensitive to our sensitivities so we can meet that with some harmony. So the, the, third, the third aspect, so we have this kind of this inner, um, or it's this outer uh, understanding and that certain conditions are gonna arise and then an understanding of our inner world, our reaction to whatever's arising. And then to recognize that this is, uh, this is all duality, right? This is all how we're working with, with the dual nature of, of samsaric existence. Um, I just saw something appear on my screen that said my connection is unstable. Can everyone hear me okay? You put your thumbs up if you're hearing me okay. Mine does that too occasionally. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. And then there's the aspect of of our more more ultimate truth and how are we. How are we meeting this with a sense of expansiveness? How are we meeting this with a sense of um, ultimate awareness? How are we meeting this with um, a sense of our spiritual selves, right? So we are identified with this body, we're identified um, with the thoughts, with the emotions, we're identified, uh, we're, we identify with matter, we identify as you know, the subject-object relationship. But then also we have within us uh, this, this spiritualness, right? And then looking at this, uh, these situations, these emotions, and what is arising with it, our spiritual nature, this is where we could find a sense of ease. This is where we could find a sense of okayness. This is where we could find a sense of perfection and the imperfection. This is when we come into the unconditioned state of being. And really we could find some, some harmony here. So 
I want to read um, something just on this from starting off with Adi Ashante. Um, this says this really clearly and beautifully. This is from Emptiness Dancing. Really, kind of a classic, classic book. But in Zen, one of the definitions of enlightenment is a harmonization of body and mind. This also means a harmonization of spirit and matter. When spirit and matter are in harmony, it's as if a third entity is born. That's really the Buddhist's middle way. The middle way has nothing to nothing to do with the notion of being halfway between two opposites. The middle way is when spirit and matter are in harmony, when the inherent oneness is realized. Spirit and matter are not two different things. They are two aspects of the one. This is the realization of our true nature. As humans, we become identified with matter. Matter includes very subtle and gross manifestations. Matter is anything that can be touched, seen, felt, perceived, or thought. A feeling is matter. An emotion is matter. As is the body, a car, a floor. The essence of matter is spirit. Matter is animated by spirit, by life force, and they cannot be separated. So yeah, when we're thinking of of harmony, how to hold everything harmoniously. I think doing both, looking at the mundane understanding of kind of like matter versus matter, coming to an understanding that this is the world that we live in, this is the, this is the beginning, and maybe much easier to do on some level, right? To say, look at this is how things are, this is the way they've always been, and and again, not like we're not pushing for change or anything like this, but there's always going to be different opinions of, of things, for example, right? Not everyone's going to share the same opinion. And then move into how are we meeting it on a spiritual level. So I'm going to read something else from Anam Tupton in a moment. But I just thought of something, actually. I forget what documentary it was. It's... Um, I think it's a documentary called I Am or something like this. I, I forget what documentary it is, but there's a section with, with Robert Thurman. And uh, Robert Thurman is an amazing uh, Buddhist scholar and the father of uh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> and um, he's a really, really incredible teacher. A lot of, he does a lot of work in the uh, Tibetan Buddhist uh, world. But anyway, he was on this documentary and the people doing the documentary asked him this, what, in his opinion, was the state of the world. It was just an interesting question. Like he said, for you, what, how would you describe, how would you describe the state of the world? And Robert Thurman, he just looked at the camera like this, like, a, like just a blank stare like this. He didn't say anything. And it went on and on. And the filmmakers, they were fairly new to the subject of like spirituality and whatnot. And that was their first really big um, uh, personality 
that they had interviewed and they actually thought that they'd asked him like the wrong question or maybe um, he disapproved of something in some way and they were really confused by his answer. That was his answer. His answer was just stillness, equanimity, beingness. So when we're moving into the, this more spiritual side of, the, of harmony, the way, and I love that, the, the answer to that question, to, in your opinion, what is the state of the world? And that was it. And you take, speaking of harmony, you're taking, you're taking all the energies and all of the opinions and all the opposites and all the dichotomy and all the polarization of, of everything. How can we unify that? Where do we experience the unification of all that? Where do we experience unification of all that within our own self? This is a big experiment. We have to be able to unify all of those things. Where, where do we feel that or where do we experience the unification of all of those things? Usually not outside. You know, we can't conceptualize that unification. That unification doesn't come from um, the intellectual side of ourselves. It has to come from somewhere different. And here's a cool little example of that from this story. This is from, this is um, an Anam Tupton um, story from his book, No Self, No Problem. I love this story, it's so funny. One time, two people had an assignment to assassinate a politician. That doesn't sound funny. <laughs> I read that. That's such a funny story. And then I read that. Um, it, get, it gets funnier. Hold on. One time, two people had an assignment to assassinate a politician. They went to his home and waited for him to show up. Usually he came home at 7 o'clock every night. But on this day at 7 o'clock, he wasn't there. 9, 10, 11 o'clock. And still he didn't show up. It got to be midnight and the politician still wasn't home. Finally, the would-be assassins looked at each other and one of them said, I'm getting a little worried. I hope he's okay. So, so this person experienced his divine nature right there. He forgot that he was an assassin. He forgot that the politician was supposed to be the enemy. He lost all of his concepts, so he was in touch with his true nature. The only thing he experienced was caring and loving kindness. As human beings, we are inherently good. Not in the sense that we're always on our best behavior according to some conventional moral code. We are good because we are already truth, love, and beauty. When we are free from all inner conditioning, we are awakened to our true being, and we see that we are all utterly divine. So yeah, a great, just a great example of seeing that relative truth break into ultimate truth. You know, this great example of enemy, you know, uh, I'm, I'm here, they're, they're over there. And then what's, what's on the other side of that? And so looking at this uh, situation, I see 
that more than ever, more than ever, maybe at least in my lifetime, just this real push, and I kind of ended on this a couple weeks ago, this really push to move into that divine piece of ourselves, because outwardly, there is so much, there's so many moving part, moving parts, there's so much confusion, there's so many things that we're uncertain of, and this is changing every single day. We have to begin to meet that, that whatever that is, with the place within ourselves that already feels harmonious. And we have to meet what is arising within ourselves with what is what already feels, which, which is already harmonious. So outwardly, like that runner running by me, I have to meet him with some sense of openness. My reaction to that, I have to meet that with some sense of openness. And this is kind of, um, this, is, this is game time. It's harder to practice now. That's another thing to consider, is that it's harder to practice. Sometimes like with suffering, it's harder and easier to practice. Sometimes when we're suffering greatly, we're so caught up in our head and we're so kind of on edge, it's really hard to sit still. It's really hard. And at the same time, when we're suffering, maybe in a more profound way, it's easier because we have a lot of motivation for practice. Hopefully it's the latter, <laughs> that we have more motivation to practice, but also even if it's the former, even if you're having a lot of ag agitation, remember just to use skillfulness and do the type of practice that you can do. So do more walking meditation or do more reading, doing more reading and contemplation practice and then do walking meditation, do loving kindness meditation, um, do like Tonglin meditation, you know, do, do the heart-based practices and do movement, right? If you can't sit still. But regardless, recognize that this is the time to practice. It's not, it's not the time for the mind because there's just, there's too many opposites. There's no right or wrong outside, you know, ultimately, we have to look at that is that there's no permanent fix, right or wrong outside. But as Suzuki Roshi would say, there's no right or wrong, but what, what is right is right. And what, what is wrong is wrong. And where do we feel harmony within? Tap into that. That's in the stillness. That's in the patience. That's in the kindness and generosity as Anand Dutton picked out. Was, was pointing out. He pointed out an aspect of our own beingness that is already in harmony with its divine nature. So we could think of things like generosity. We could think of things like patience. We could think of all the, the we could think about honesty, you know, being truthful to ourselves. These are doorways into harmony, right? So we could think of uh, all the wholesome attributes of our beingness. You know, also too, just just sitting still. You know, it's just it's this fascinating thing of of harmonization that when we stop moving, it's almost like a glass of water. You know, like we this analogy is used obviously for the mind a lot, but I think it's our in our whole being experientially. Like we're agitated beings, like we're moving and we're 
kind of moving through the world and we're shifting and all, all these things are happening. But when we just sit still, it's almost like we've taken a glass of water and we've, sh we've shaken it up. But then we just stop shaking, we set it down. And when that happens, it just naturally comes to stillness. And in that stillness, there's, there's like this, this um, converging of all the energies, and of all the energy, like all the chi, you know, just kind of comes in. And when it's met with expansiveness, it's able to, to be at ease. All those energies, they kind of, they could find a home in our stillness. But this has to be experiential. We can't figure, you know, we can't intellectualize this part or you point the fingers and say, well, you know, he's right or he's wrong, I'm right. And this is what I'm gonna feel better today because I know that I'm right. I don't think we could just hang out there, no matter if you're right or not, whether the president's right or not, and you agree with whoever you agree with, we can't hang out there. It's not gonna work, okay? So we're gonna try something. Um, we're gonna try breakout rooms. Uh, we haven't had breakout rooms before on Zoom. I know we have lots of peeps on, uh, on Facebook. Um, so you'll be kind of in my breakout room. <laughs> um, but what I wanna do is I want us to do some sharing with what brings us back into harmony. I think we've all been using uh, certain, certain antidotes to whatever's arising. And I think it'd be great to share our collective wisdom on, on this. So we're gonna go into breakout rooms and then, um, yeah, we're just gonna do that. If you've never done it, it's just going to be, I think, how many people do we have on Zoom, Don? We have 41. Okay, we're going to do groups of four. <clears throat> we'll do groups of four and, oh, give us some spaciousness. Let's just do like, well, we might call you back in about 12 to 15 minutes. So we'll give everyone plenty of time to share their collective, you know, the, like I said, collective wisdom on how uh, you are coming back into harmony. There's a sense of uh, being at ease at this time. All right, everyone. Um, I hope that was fun. Um, we'd love to hear, we're gonna see how this, this works, you know, if you, um, in the chat function, if you want to write in something that you found um, like a little nugget of wisdom that you want to share um, from your group, um, maybe from yourself, <laughs> so you're not speaking on behalf of somebody else, uh, that would be that would be great. Um, so Kathleen says that was really great. Um, and then also too, if you want to raise your hand and talk, we could do that too. So Erica says being okay with not knowing and just sitting with that. That's super, super wonderful advice for sure. Um, and Dawn, Dawn says that's uh, one word, wonderful. So it's wonderful to, to connect with everyone. Paula, so nice. I bet you that one. 
Um, so Claire was saying that from her group, uh, gardening, helping others, and feeling grateful. So the gratitude came up also in our group. Um, good one. And Mindy has said, thanks so much for breakout rooms. Very cool. Um, so good to connect and chat in small groups. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for the feedback. Um, and I was looking for, for the Facebook one too. Uh, so Paula was mentioning uh, breathing, yoga, FaceTime, and Zoom. I think the, the FaceTime and Zoom, this is really cool, I think, just from connecting with family and, and other people. That's been, been a fantastic way to keep connected. Uh, from Bob, listening to Dharma Talks, playing positive, wholesome music, uh, mantras. And he just said thank you to my group for sharing. Um, yeah, Bob has some, as you guys know, Castor, he goes by the handle or the stage name, Castor Pollux. He's got some amazing, really uplifting um I call them Dharma raps, <laughs> positive hip hop, but definitely check out his Instagram and, and follow him if you want to hear some really uplifting music. Uh, it's just wonderful. He does these kind of like freestyles too. We could hear just every word and they're just, they're so amazing. Um, so definitely check them out. Anne said, really enjoyed the breakouts. Um, moment of sitting still in the garden is what she's found really helpful. Um, Insight Long Beach Zoom for Claire. Cool. And Lisa was mentioning too that she really enjoyed. Um, so great to have this ability to do breakout um, into groups. Um, I want to I want to make mention I, I did say this to the Facebook uh, crew. I think I was in our groups, but um, we are going to move to Zoom only so we could really increase. Um, the the functionality so everyone can go into the breakout rooms um so we're probably gonna just go to zoom next week just so everyone can hear that right uh, because yeah we really feel the importance of the breakout rooms <laughs> paula chase says uh lady gaga one world lady gaga find it on youtube cool i haven't actually heard that um Karen Roberts, remembering that we're practicing impermanence um, and I might not have bananas to eat every week. <laughs> yeah, that's just coming into alignment with what we're talking about, about this is how things are. Um, communion with nature. Yeah, if, if our group reflected on communion with nature. Yeah, if you could find even a small piece of nature, maybe in your, in your current surroundings. Um... Richard says Dharma bars. Are those like a food bar? I haven't heard of that. Um, I'm so grateful to have a garden, Richard Harvey, and see the plants coming up. Uh, we, we talked about this. Uh, so did we. We planted a little something. We have a, this beautiful new vine, and we've been watching it like a little baby grow. <laughs> um, really cool. Uh, Shannon, moving the body and de deliberately reaching out to others to, to deal with the loneliness. Awesome. Yeah, and Richard appreciates the, the breakout rooms so as well. And Richard says, my newborn girl has me an, an absolute love. 
Oh, that's the best. <laughs> that's so cool. Thank you for sharing on um, a Facebook uh, mention there. Congratulations. That's so rad. Very, very cool. All right. Yeah. Um, so Kate says, I heard a psychologist say that 22 seconds of human contact will release oxytocin and make you feel great and connected. So I hug a super cute three-year-old, one-year-old, and 38-year-old a lot. <laughs> and for that, I practice gratitude. That's awesome. And the same study showed that we can do that for ourselves. That, um, you know, the whole self-compassion break, animals too. Um, just doing this for 22 seconds with, with nurturing and, and nourishment energy really works as well. Um, and then Richard shared a link, which I don't want to jump into. <laughs> we can check that out. Um, so let's just come together for a final uh, med meditation together. So maybe just coming into a meditative posture. And I was really feeling this morning and why I wanted to give a talk on this is because I feel the disharmony um, outwardly. Maybe in the political world and things, at least politically right now, we're wondering how much we should open up and how much should we stay inside. And the differences between each other, different opinions, maybe some internal disharmony is arising. And so allowing ourselves to, to feel that and to really be there for ourselves and the reality that everything might not feel perfect and maybe even a lot less than perfect right now. And then just like those two assassins in the story, they're supposed to kill that politician. And then there was a moment where they forgot that they were assassins. And they became just human beings. And even more than that, they recognize that they are divine beings. They are divine beings of love and compassion. And they did that by dropping the label of assassin, dropping the label of enemy and friend, dropping that division
dumping all the concepts, all the beliefs. Noticing how beautiful it is when we do that. And you could do it right now. Just drop in to you. The you that is beyond thoughts and beliefs. Beyond divisions. And maybe you will find a little bit of love there in this non-judgment. And just maybe some harmony between inner and outer. Harmony between me and others. And maybe you can set the intention. You could even call it prayer. That others realize that this is in them too. Praying that all beings recognize this. feeling the importance of being a part of a Sangha and coming in, into contact with this part of yourself. If we could do this together and then have that collective intention, we spread it to others in our own communities, with our own friends and families.
and recognizing in a real way that our group getting here together can influence so many and setting the intention that it does. All beings everywhere without exception, ourselves included. May they all be happy. May they all be free from suffering. Omani Pamyom. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.